Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and as always I'm joined by Burjo. How did round 10 treat us, mate? Well, obviously, magic round was awesome. I went up there um, with a, a couple of mates. Yeah, it was really good. Um, on Supercoach, not so much. Um, so, obviously, had a big night Friday night. And then on Saturday, I said to, said to my mates, I'm, I'm not drinking until I can make this query sell decision and not, not stress too much about it. So, I stayed, I stayed sober until... Um, Cleary was playing, and I was like, okay, I'm feeling good about it. I'm going to go Cleary to Moses and um, assess whether I want Moses or Brown throughout the game because I could uh, have uh, Katoa's duel made that easy. So um, eventually I just landed on going for Moses because I thought he's the ideal captain option in round 13, yep. which I still believe. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still okay with that. Um, and... Obviously, we all know what happened. Uh, worst case scenario for that. Not only did Cleary go big, um, Moses got 17, HIAs out this week, and Dillbags tunned up. I only got a couple less than Cleary. So I lost about 100 points doing that, which, you know, I can make that up. It's just a big setback. But it's okay. I scored uh, 11.62, which was actually pretty good for those who did Cleary to Moses. So... Team's in a good in a good shape. Just and a tough round. Rank wise, did you drop much? Or yeah, just a touch? so I dropped just over a thousand ranks back down to seven k after I was really making some up some ground. But that's all right. There's still a few big weeks coming this week. Going to be a big holding week, but yep. we'll see how all that goes. Yeah, for myself, I had the same um, decision to make around Cleary. I chose Dill Brown, and it was a fifty fifty call. I was sort of sold on Moses all week, and then I got to the weekend. And just made the move to do a ground out of the likelihood that he's probably got more chance to be a keeper than Mitch Moses long term. So I thought, just make the safe decision. I didn't want to risk too much. And as Berjo said, it couldn't have gone any worse to go for Moses in that situation. I didn't expect it would be that much of a drastic swing. But I ended up scoring 1, 2, 3, 3 and moved up a 1,000 ranks to 5K overall. So... Pretty happy with where I'm placed. Um, we've both obviously gone early on getting Cleary and Grant out of our sides. Hopefully Cleary doesn't brain in the next two weeks and um, we can make up some points there going into Origin. But yeah, really happy with where I'm placed in my side. I'm going to have some trades up my sleeve moving into the buy period and um, I think I'm really going to be able to strike in that time. In today's episode, we will be talking all things Supercoach following round 10 and assessing the buys and sells for the week. We're going through some strategy talk for the buy period and looking at a few under-the-radar options as well as our trades and skippers for the round. To start things off, we have the Storm versus the Broncos. For the Storm, they have the same 17 and Tui Kamikamitha is named on the reserves. Supercoach-wise, I think one to watch here is Jerome Hughes underperforming big time average in only the 50s we've seen him be a very viable option at halfback over the buy periods before at a price tag around 700k there's a very good chance it could be priced under 500,000 soon and i think it's very juicy yeah um very cheap uh he's almost a straight swap from katoa soon yeah. for you so uh, he's definitely going to be an option um in terms of melbourne's schedule obviously they don't play 13 but they've got Cowboys, Sharks, Tigers, Manly in a four-week span. Obviously, Tigers and Manly are really good options. 
Um, and then they, they won't play the 19 buy, so you're only getting for 16, so it's only one major buy. Yep. Um, yeah, probably going to be an option for round 16. Um, it all depends on sort of break-even surrounding and, and resting surrounding Nico Hines yep. and uh, Nathan Cleary. But for you, you in your position with Isaiah Katoa there at halfback, it's an easy switch up to Jerome Hughes, and who knows, him and Cleary might be similar priced by the end of the buy period. Anything can happen. Yeah, it's a very interesting play, I reckon. I think come round 14, seeing where it's at, if Hughes still is at this price, and seeing where Nico Hines is backing up for 14, it could be very interesting. Another one, Will Warbrick, very highly sold this week. Hasn't really performed in a few weeks now. I said it before, he struggles to find attacking stats on that right edge outside Remus Smith. Um, the main guy there is obviously Jerome Hughes along with Elie Katoa. Do you still own Warbrick? No, I sold well, a long time ago. I was one of the uh, first sort of to sell. Um, I would be selling him if I still had him. It's just not looking like likely at all out there. Yeah, I, I think Warbrick has to go. I don't, as I said, I don't see much attacking upside for him there consistently. And, yeah, we spoke about this when we went through those cheapy centre wings before and we sort of agreed he'd be the first one we'd be happy to move off of. The break-even's up at 64. Yeah, there could be cash that starts to leak from 400k for Warbrick now, so I think that's fair enough moving him on, especially with cheapies arising in centre wing, which we'll talk about later very soon. And he won't play 13, so I think he's definitely a safe one to move on. Yep. For the Broncos, I think an interesting one here is Payne Haas, priced at 720k with 104 break-even. It could be getting close to decision time for owners whether they want to run with him through the buy rounds or they're going to try and make up some points somewhere else in their side. Obviously, neither of us own Haas, but there is an argument to move him on. Yeah. I think historically his uh, average drops quite like, high during these, um, these the, uh, origin period. Um, last year, obviously, is an outlier because... He was injured during this period last year. Obviously, he missed one of the Origin games. Yep. So, I'm not reading too much into that. It's still Payne Haas. He's going to score really well. But if there was a guy in front row who, let's say, was putting their hand up saying, pick me, pick me, it could be Tohu. If Tohu pumps out another 80-minute game, scores well this week, obviously going to be on buy next week. Yep. Haas to Tohu could be a good option in round 13. Um but at the moment, no one's really standing out, and Paintharfs could outscore most of the options in yeah, the whole period. That's probably the most important point there. There's a few guys that are doing well, but they don't scream near must-have yeah. ability. If there isn't someone that really puts their hand up, I think he's a guy you can carry through. But you wouldn't want him to leak cash. If his value gets down to around 650k, around that point, you're probably not selling him. No. So, although it seems like decision time now for him, definitely holding through. Yeah, for now he'll be he'll be a um, he's just a nice guy to own. Always, I'm, I'm very envious of those that that do own. For the Dogs Warriors game, we see the return of Josh Adokar on the wing at the expense of Declan Casey, and Harrison Edwards comes onto the bench for Samuel Hughes. One I really like looking at here, Jacob Kiraz. 128 break-even this week at 561k. Obviously, last week he looked very hampered by the injury still. It was heavily strapped. His mobility looked like it was hindered. Um, 
with time to heal, I don't think he's going to be pumping out massive scores over the next few weeks. We could be getting him very cheap soon, massive discount. Yeah, we're basically going to get him back at what we cheaper than what we bought him at. Oh, which is much cheaper. Which is pretty crazy to think about of how um how well he was doing at the start of the year. So yeah, definitely want to monitor. Um, it'll be a nice pod. I don't think many people will have have the trades or guts to go for him. To be honest. Is there any world where you'd go early at this price? Oh, not a chance. No, not a chance. Um, I'd wait till it has to be after thirteen. And if you, the guys you're buying before thirteen, are going to have to be like elite keepers. Like you went and grabbed Ronaldo Montalo last yep. week. Okay, it has to be a guy who can. I mean, obviously, Kyrgios has just shown that he can do that, but not not at this price with this BA. I don't it's still think, question I don't think marks it's, there with fitness. No, um, yeah, I won't be doing it. Uh, he does play the Warriors, which I think conceding tries to wingers quite a lot. Yeah, about so, 90 odd earlier in the year against them. Yeah, try. I mean, if you've still got him, then it's probably a nice, nice player to have this week if you yeah. held him through the injury. I think, come um, round 14. Yeah. Massive option. Definitely, definitely on my radar. Not just because I'm a Dogs fan, he's just a freak for super coach, Karaz. So, uh, one, one to write down your notebook there, yep. keep that one pinned, and in a few weeks' time, we'll definitely be talking about Jacob Karaz. For the Warriors, um, Jackson Ford is out following the HIA as well as Edward Corsi. Josh Curran comes back onto the edge and Rocco Berry in the centres with Montoya moving to the wing. Torhu Harris, very, very good game last week. Still doesn't look 100% fit, but the NRL physio um, spoke about him. He's not all that worried about Torhu Harris, and I think that speaks volumes as to where he's at. If he can stay on the field, he's still under 600k, Toyo Harris. Um, obviously, we were absolutely set on him early in the year. We really were interested in Toyo. You went out and grabbed Nass, but if mm. you were in a situation where you're still looking for a front rower to lock in, he's probably one of the best at this stage. Yeah, I thought about it. I really, really wish I went Toyo, but obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing. Nas will we'll get his big scores eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't buy Tohu this week. Yeah, this week there's no point. You got the yeah. buy next week. The break even's not ultra low yet. And he still looks hampered. 90. He still looks pretty hampered. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be watching it this week. It purely comes down to can he play the big minutes? Is he physically able to as well as stay on the field? Yeah. I'm not sure personally if he will be able to. Yeah, if he's I'm playing good. eighty, he's borderline a must have. Like he. His scores um, playing eighty minutes. So I think the lowest one's sixty, and the rest are like eighty and ninety. So yep. he's um, it's pretty crazy to think about. But you're watching closely in this game. If he seems like he's all right and he'll have the week off next week, um, I think it's almost certain that I'll bring him in round thirteen. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be as well. Yeah, I, I think I will be myself. Also, Jackson Ford. So obviously had the HIA. Yep. Also, the Simbin. So, played about 50 minutes on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Scored 44 with that Simbin, so the negative eight. Pretty impressive. He was in for a very good score. Is he locked in to hold for the 13? Is there any world where you would move him on? Um, no, I think he's a good hold. Uh, if you were gonna, if you could do like one trade, and you could say you got Schuster back up five eight. If you could do one trade, um, you've got some spare cash. Let's say Ford straight to Cody Walker or Ford straight to Dylan Brown. I think that's that's a genuine serious upgrade. I don't love trading out a thirteen for a thirteen, but um 
it's it, that's a serious upgrade, and one one of Cody or Brown could go ballistic this week. So yep. yeah, I, if you can do that in just one trade, uh, then yeah. But like, I wouldn't be. There's no one to go down to from Ford, and if you're going up, the options are, I guess, uh, DeBellin, Wayne, Maddo. There's all sort of. I wouldn't be buying Maddo because he could sneak into Origin. There's a bit of a crisis without Blues forwards at the moment. Um, Ford to Lane makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. That's that's probably the only guy I'd go to, but I think he's a good hold. Yeah. Obviously, the argument is that he misses this week, misses next week with the bye. You don't really ideally want someone on your bench for two weeks at 500k even, but a lot of people in this situation... He's got the depth. If you've got the depth you want to hold, and I think you'd have to have some trades up your sleeve to be moving on a guy like Ford at this time. Yeah. He'll be very helpful through the middle part of the season. Moving on to the Panthers-Roosters game. For the Panthers, same seven team as last week. Here I've got... It's a problem that a lot of us that hopped on a face with. Sonny Luke, we were expecting the minutes to increase. They haven't decreased. Um... The attacking stats aren't there. The team doesn't even look better with him out in the field at this point. Is there any way we can flip and get off Sonny Luke? Um, yeah, I think we can. Um, just no one's really screaming by me at hooker. Uh, I don't mind Reese Robson or Wade Egan as a 13 guy. Um, if you can, It's just a lot of money to have up there, especially if you've already got Grant and you're going to get JMK, Robson or... Or Egan, that's going to be a lot of money you have in a position where you can only play one guy. Yep. And the backup's not really going to be a reserve a lot of the time. Yep. So I'm happy to have him sit there. This week's a bit awkward as a J&K owner, yep. but it's it's fine. I'm happy to have him sitting there. Maybe he's 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 just been so... like He's looked good a couple of times, and over the last few weeks he's just just dreadful, not getting the good minutes and had the sin bin a couple of weeks ago. So, um... I'm happy to I'm happy to have him there for now. Back up JMK. Yeah, obviously this week we're gonna have to start him. Assuming we don't make any move there, not ideal. But I think you just gotta take him medicine, take the twenty points from him. Yep, or a free yeah. loop. We might get a free loop. It does make if we're looping and like if we're looping later in the round and uh we're not using loops, uh the loop JMK combo, means we're getting two scores of like twenty or teens in our side. So I feel like we, we're going to have to use that loop, and it, it's it's kind of complicated me uh, for me this week because I've got Latrell and um and Hines who I want to have VC and C. I want to have VC Latrell, but I can't do that because I'm already playing Sunny Luke, and I'll get Murdoch Masilla. Yep. Which I don't want. I don't want those two scores in my side. Yep. Makes it tough there with the early game for the Panthers. Yeah. For the Roosters, um, Egan Butcher is out, and Angus Crichton will start on the edge with Fletcher Baker on the bench. Billy Smith scored 70-odd this week, looked good, busted tackles, accumulated points. We've always seen him as such a potential gun in the NRL and injuries have held him down for a while. Is it time to go him again next week? Um, Potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the question I, marks around how their side makes up where Sam Walker... Yeah, no, but I, I think I think he's safe. I think if anything uh, like that would happen, so while he might go to the wing. But... um. No, I think Billy Smith's looks like a really good player. I think he, he was probably their best on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he's really solid. It's the injuries that worry me. 
It also gets confusing. Jackson Paulo hasn't played bad on the right wing. Mm. So with Tupo's return... Well, when do we, when is he coming back? I think it's meant to be soon, but it's who knows? Like, anything could happen. So, and I think Suwali is better, better on the wing. Mm. So it all it depends. If Smith stays, stays in form, I wouldn't be going early. Yeah, definitely I wouldn't not. do it this week because I know there's a lot of people in the market for a centre wing downgrade. I don't, I don't like any of the uh, three guys to go to. Now, yeah. And I think, think Billy Smith being the most expensive one of the three, there's, there's a chance he maybe plays this week. Let's say Tupo comes back next week, and Sam Walker comes back in if they lose, and he's out of the side, and he's a two eight two eighty k sitting there as essentially enough. Whereas if you go on a Valance to Faro, he um is basement price. So it's not you're not stuck with eighty k sitting there. It's just it's just too risky for me this week. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. I think it's it's gonna be tough because Jackson Paul has been great, and if you were to move Swaleee back to that right edge, assuming Manu is back at right centre, mm. do you really leave Billy Smith on that left centre spot yeah. just for Paulo to come out? Yeah, because he's been impressive. So yeah. it's a tough situation there. A lot of moving pieces. So I think the answer is wait now. Yeah, we'll have a harder look at it next week. Hopefully, we know a bit more, but there's potential there for Billy Smith. Moving on to the South Tigers game, same seventeen for the Rabbits. First of all, Cody Walker at eight hundred k. He's looking really, really good. It's a big price to pay up, though. I'll look at it in round thirteen, but I still don't think I can find a way to make it happen now. Yeah, I can't right now. Um, just it's just too hard with Munster there. Uh, I've tried to go Katoa up to him, but again, I don't like selling 13 for 13. Um, Cody looks amazing. I think he was arguably the best performer at the whole Magic round. He was so good, had the ball on a string, just passes were hit. Early, well, last year and early in the season, Cody's, the passes weren't hitting the hands, and they really are at the moment. Um, CFs are rolling. The draw never gets hard, so I'm going to want him. Yeah. It's just about timing when I do that, and I don't think now's the this week's the week. I just can't do it in one trade, or or do it with. Like I, don't, I need to fund it somehow, and I can't really do that easily because I don't like any of the downgrade options. Yep. So I'm gonna have to hold off this week, but I think he's I think he's the buy of the week. I think he, he is the best buy this week. Yeah, if you're gonna bring anyone in at a premium price, it's probably Cody Walker. Yeah, at the moment. I think if you try to get in one of the guns, it's, it's him, and obviously I like AJ as well from South. I think those two are the guys I want most if I didn't own them. But it's, uh, it, yeah, 800K is a steep price. Yep. It's just um, I can't pay that right now. For this game, I think a lot of people looked forward as Latrell owners, Cody owners, and said this one's a massive game, like mm. 150 potential both of them. I don't know if the Tigers are as much easy beats as we're expecting. No, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised... If we see the likes of Latrell and Cody get held under 100 in this game, the Tigers haven't been bad defensively. Obviously, started 0 7. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a tight one. Yeah, and uh, Tigers, their forward pack's big enough to keep them in games and good yep. enough to keep them in games. Yep. They, their field position numbers are actually pretty good. They seem to have good field position, and it's just, just going to be um, how well South play and if the Tigers can continue this form. Um, I'm tempted to not captain Luttrell as an owner and just, just play it safe if everyone's on Nico again. Yep. 
So, but Watrell, he, again, in saying that, see, after that good, this could be anything. Like, they, they could put 40 on. They can score points so quickly. Well, it's the, an interesting game. They're the best game. team in the comp right now. Yeah, they are. And they, they could do that to any given side. Yeah. And I don't think it's as much a knock on the Tigers, me saying that, because I think they're one of the better defensive teams, you know, outside of, like, the top four that are yeah. at the top of their games right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers hold this one close, so I wouldn't be too bullish on these South players. Yep. For the Tigers, That's John fair. Bateman returns on the edge and Asuka Poa moves back to the bench. Once again, the one talking point for the Tigers this week, super coach wise during Buller. Once again, negative 32 break even at 283k. I think he proved any doubts wrong last week. I think he showed that he's going to be very solid. Um, he looked like he was in pretty good attacking positions, and I think that was probably the biggest doubt in our minds. How often is he going to be, you know, coming off of the back of a block play like we see the premium fullbacks doing so? Mm-hmm and getting himself in positions to get assists and be dangerous. Showed potential of that last week. Is there any world where you could grab him following an 80k price rise? Um, yeah, but who are you selling? Because I don't think any of the gun fullbacks really show, present themselves as a sell. Honestly, the, the one that really looks like a sell is Teddy at the moment going into this Panthers game. Like, I'd be holding um Tom and... Walsh, I'd say. I think I'd be holding Walsh. Yeah. Because Melbourne, they plays Melbourne this week. Melbourne's um, edges is still pretty weaky. We saw that last week. South South kind of terrorised him. So I'd be, I, and Walsh, he's a fine hold, I reckon. Yeah, at this point. And he, he, he could easily play round thirteen too. He probably will play round thirteen. So uh, it's almost time to buy back into Walsh. Yeah, it's like who who are you selling to get the ball? Like uh, if you already sold Walsh and you got. Center wing you could sell Then fair enough But he's already made 80k I think last week Was the week to do it um, One low score And he's in a bit of danger This could be it Against South So I don't love it He also doesn't play 13 I wouldn't be buying him Now I think last week Was the week to do it So yeah. I don't know It's also He doesn't have a massive score In the rolling average He's been good Without being great And you're just going to be Waiting a while For this cash in um, I don't doubt That it's going to be there but with the round 13 buy, there's going to be... You're stuck with a guy that's not premium a fullback for quite a long time. It's classic points versus cash. You're sacrificing a lot of points, potentially. And um, his ceiling below looks to be well under 100. So when there's guys at fullback who can exceed exceed, uh, exceed 100, you want them, not, not below. Like, he... It's tough because no fullback's really smashing it, but wait till one does and you're not going to be able to get anywhere. It's similar to how, well, obviously, we, we, we always say, always say use uh, Tanner, Boyd, Tanner Boyd as the example early yep. in the year. It was very tough to get him up to Nico or Grant yep. if you had him in hooker or halfback just because of how cheap he was and his cash down wasn't there early. So um, I'm a little bit worried about Bullock. Moving on to the Cowboys-Dragons game. For the Cowboys, they filled the same 17 that got them the win against the Roosters on the weekend. Val Holmes, break-even of 120-odd, sitting around 650k. This could go very well or very wrong for him this week because, obviously, Dragons now, Tigers next week. You'd, you're happy with those two games. You'd want at least one big score in there. He'll either leak really big cash here or score well and hold the value. Yeah, as an owner, I'm worried. 
I think his floor is sold enough to not leak that much cash. Obviously, he's had, a, he's had already a high price. But I think he, he presents like a, a city. He shouldn't go sub-60 in these two games. You'd hope not. Yeah, if you're an owner, you'd really hope not. Yeah. Um, so I think he's a good hold. I wouldn't be selling him now. I think, I, I think we've said it in the last few weeks that he's a really good sell come round 13. Yep. That's my plan currently. Yeah. I wouldn't expect the world from him, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried because obviously we saw the Cowboys have some poor performances in the last month or so where he has, you know, reached like 20, 30 on a couple of occasions. It's more the Tigers game that I'm worried about, but if he doesn't go well against the Dragons, I could be tempted to just move him on next week before the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried that he could be near 500k. Yeah, the time to sell. We could drop a hundred in the next two weeks by the time we get to round thirteen. But definitely holding into the Dragons. It's probably as good as a matchup as you're going to get for him. The Cowboys were better last week. They're starting to get a bit better. So keep the faith for now and reassess next week. Yep. For the Dragons, same seventeen for them. Still no Zach Lomax. He's in reserve grade. Tyrell Sloan, most sold player of the week, four hundred eighty-five k with one hundred eleven break even. Has to be sold. Oh, yeah, I think you should sell him if you have him. But he's going to play 13 and 14, so I'm not going to knock you if you if you hold him. He just, just doesn't look quite good enough at the moment. He he keeps he does this, seems to do this most years, where he shows some really good signs and then just just can't quite uh, put up with it later on. So I, I think, yeah, he's probably... A, a good sell, but I, I really can't knock you if you hold because he's going to be such a good number in 13 and 14. Yep, he's shown, for he's shown he can score him. well. He has shown that he can score well. You just got to hope that the, the sub-20 scores aren't in those two weeks. I'd, I'd be very cautious with that, though. You could very much end up with him come round 14 once he's played that game at 300k. Yeah, but potentially. You, you could. Yeah. But it's a, it could pay off. I, I don't mind holding him if I had him because he... He has shown that he can score well. He's at centre wing as well. Yeah. So. If you've got depth to cover him, like, most people's cash down's pretty good. I don't think the cash loss is going to kill you too much. Um, it's a weird one. I almost jumped on him a couple of weeks ago. So I'm, I'm happy I didn't. Well, for those that did jump on a couple of weeks ago, it's either a rage sell situation or you're just going to ride through because you've only had him in your team for two weeks. I think, I think yeah, if you, bought, if you started with him, it's a good sell. But if you, uh, if you bought him in a couple of weeks ago, I think you have to hold. That's fair there. For the Raiders-Eelers game, we see Xavier Savage move to 18th man and Albert Hopper-Whitey comes onto the wing. Hmm. Interesting there. I thought yeah, Savage was okay on the wing. I thought he looked good. I think that looks like his spot is probably on the wing. Yeah. Um, Corey Horsburgh, once again, popular option this week, 10th most brought in at 591k. He's really impressive, but I'd be worried to the point where he may play Origin. Yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to think he's going to be in that side. Um I don't need to tell you how many buddy forwards Queensland have. They're stacked in the pack. So uh, it might not be there. But oh, he's I just be he's been playing so well. He's like, probably the four, forward in the comp other than Payne Haas. So. Yeah, he's right up there. Um, so let's just sort of think about this. Tino definitely will be starting prop. I think Collins. Collins will definitely be there. He'll be in the, the team. Yep. 
And then you got Carrigan. Carrigan, 13. Cotter will be on the bench, I'd say. I think that's that's probably locked in. And or Cotter might be edge. starting prop, even. Probably have an edge on that bench as well. I think they'll carry an edge, and it'll probably be... You've got Cape Wolfafita, Kafusi. Yeah, those three will be in the team, I'd say. And then... They like the Hunt-Grant combination. Grant. So there's only really one more forward spot left. Yeah, because... It'll be close. It'll, he'll, be, he'll be there... In the in, in around the squad, but it's like him, Welch, Papali'i. If he kills in the next couple of weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if Billy backs in a big minute forward that Shoney can break mm. a game open. He's well known for his aggressive um, play. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's there. So I'd just be cautious buying yeah. him this week. Yeah, I definitely like he was very much value at four eighty k, whatever it was two weeks ago. Now just under six hundred k. Potential origin, you'd hate to not have him for round 13. Yeah. So yeah. I would be cautious this week. I'll wait. I, I, I actually have him on my list for 13, but I want to wait until then to make sure he's not playing origin. Yeah. Yeah. For the Eels, obviously, as we spoke about before, Mitch Moses out this week, following the Cat 1 at HIA, and Jake Arthur is at halfback. I'll throw to you on this one. Mitch Moses, do you hold to round 13? Um, I am holding him, but. If you can sell him to Cody Walker without destroying your team, or if you've got the money in the bank to do it and uh, Katoa's duel, I would sell him to Cody Walker. When um, as soon as the walkout happened, I was straight in there trying to make that work, and I just had no option. Like it was, I'd have to go Hosking or Preston down to some crappy two RF or FRF, and it's just I don't like that. Yep. So I think he has to be held for me, and I, st- I still, you just sort of when, when something really goes wrong like this. You've got to remember why you made the decision. I made the decision because I think he's a good captain option in round 13. I want, I want that. And that hasn't changed. And that, that hasn't changed. So provided this uh, head knock isn't worse than like, like a long-term thing where he's going to be out multiple weeks, which I don't think it is. I think he doesn't have a one. history, so yeah. you assume not. So I'm happy to hold. Yeah. I think I would too in your situation. Yeah. I've burned a lot of trades too, so I have to. I don't have the option. Hold. Yeah. Dylan Brown, obviously I said a few weeks ago on the pod, I think he was an overrated super coach asset a few weeks with the way he was playing. He wasn't aggressive, wasn't running the footy enough. Um, the combination with Lane coming back was rusty. My viewpoint of that has changed now. I think the last couple of weeks he's been very aggressive at the line. It's the Dylan Brown that we saw in the past that the, the left edges flow is so much more easy. He he looked flat earlier in the year. Yep. The depth on that whole left edge was off. We saw Sevo struggle early with it. He's turned that around. I think he is back to keeper status. He's, yep. He's probably not quite on Cody Walker's level, but very close to it. I think, I think I you've s- got Cody and Munster yeah. one and Bill Brown just under. Yeah. But he's close. If he, if he keeps the way he's playing now keeps going that way, I think he'll be on the same level. It's really interesting because I think I still want Kogi and Munster. It's oh, it's just because Brown, there's just a lot of cooks in that sort of kitchen, whereas Cody and Munster... I, I, they're the guy. They're the guy. Because even though Luttrell seems to be at the back of any, back of a lot of those three plays, Cody's still right there. Cody plays both sides. It comes down to Ilias being the young halfback there. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Para when Moses and Gutho are such big voices, experience. Dill Brown has to get his yeah. own. 
I still think Brown's great and his base is so good where he only needs one attacking stat and he's almost got 100. Yep. So he is going to be really good. It just, I don't think he has the 150 in him which Munster and Cody could. Yep. Munster, Cody's already done, done 130 and, and uh, Brown's also had a couple of tons. But I, just, I just don't know if he's that consistently going to be hitting a ceiling. I know he's going to be consistent to go above 60. But is he going to be consistently going to be able to go 100? And he's also already going to be 800k by the time I'm going to buy him. And I think Cody's going to be a better option. Well, where I sit with this, I'm going to make a decision come round 13 where Munster, where Cody Walker at. I could very much run with Dill Brown and Cody Walker through that whole period and make a decision on the other side of the round 20. Yeah. See, I think I want to hold Munster through Origin because I've already sold Grant and... Um, it's hard to get Cleary. Back in. I think it's going to be hard to get all three back in. So I'm likely to go Katoa up to Cody, but we'll see. There's a world where you don't <laughs> need to get much to the back end, though, with Dual Brown and Cody. That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah, you, well, there won't be much difference between Brown and, Brown and Munster. So that, that's, a, that's very much an option. I'm going to come to that when round 13 is around. As obviously, we have no idea what it's going to look like in terms of what trades we'll be making. I already have a plan for two trades that I'm pretty set on doing. Yeah. So the third one, if I make that flip from Munster to Cody, it depends where I'm at elsewhere. Yeah. And something interesting on Para, obviously their draw and their short term is really nice, but just talking about as a keeper, keeper status for Brown, 22 to 26, he goes Melbourne, St, uh, St. George, good matchup. Broncos, Roosters, Penrith. Yep. So that's pretty ugly. Yeah, so just... just um. Be flexible. It's down the track, guys. but if yeah. there are like similar prices, you can move. Yeah, exactly. It depends where Rabbit trades. Yeah, but he's he's getting close to the and same at, levels then. At five eight, there's no one else I want other than these three guys. Yes, definitely. These three are by far and away the best. There's no need to pot up like I did last year with Birdo because these three are just so far ahead. Yep, agreed. Moving on to the Knights Titans game. For Newcastle, Kurt Mann comes out and Fanny's Cross and will start at nine with Adam Elliott coming on back on the bench a long-term after expected mm. for him returning from injury. Here for the Knights, I've been looking at him for a while. I really love him still, Lockie Miller. He's averaging 70. I think his ceiling is slightly lowered with Kalen Palmer in the side. But he's a goal-kicking fullback with high base and power, probably the best tackle buster at the position, most run metres. There's not too much that can go wrong with him. Yep, that's fair. Um, I... Don't have a centre wing spot for him at the moment. Yeah. Centre wing's just there's just so many guys you want. Like now Timoko looks like a good buy. Like there's um there's Manu, AJ, who just, there's just so many guys there. I don't I can't I can't fit Miller in. I think he's great though. Well yeah, I made a decision last week, I spoke to you about it, got your opinion. I said I'm only gonna be able to probably grab one of Ronaldo Mulatalo or Lockie Miller. I chose Mulatalo because I think he's gonna be very important after that first buy round for me. Lower ownership as well than Miller. So I took Ronnie, but Miller I love. Yeah. I love an option. I wish I could have fit him in, but I just can't. Well, yeah, he, their goal-kicking situation is weird too because it seems to be so different every time. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's Hastings, sometimes Miller. So, and also there's maybe a chance if Ponga at 5'8 really, really struggles again. Things could change. Maybe Miller ends up on the bench or ends up at 5'8 where his base might be a bit like Anything can happen. Um... Although that's that's very unlikely in my in my eyes. I, I don't know what O'Brien's going to do there though. He's got that's a big weird. decision to make because Ponger at six last uh, two weeks ago, 
it was it was very much it a failure. Really bad. So, who knows where that's going to go? On there, I'm glad I'm not Adam O'Brien. That's yeah. a tough decision. For the Titans, the only move here is Cruz Lemi coming back onto the bench for them. Dave Fafita, absolutely killing it. 850k now, could very much even border on 900k come origin time. We've been thinking, me and you, about the decision over whether he's going to come through the origin period with us. Where are you sitting with that? Yeah. So I sort of said last night um, he could be sellable, but I just had a bit more of a deeper look. And he's going to be really expensive, so it's going to be hard to get back get back in. And the Titans, how their buy schedule works is they miss um, 13 and 16. So he was going to miss those games anyway. So he doesn't. He only misses three games, and those are the three games that he was that he misses with Origin. So there's no other like sort of buys now. So you look at like Turbo, he'll miss. He obviously has a, he has a buy in 14, so he misses that as well. So he misses two weeks in a row. 13 and 14 both then, out. Yeah, 13 and 14 both out, and then um, we'll have another buy in round 19. So he misses an extra game because of because of uh, his team's buy. Whereas Fafita doesn't have that. Yep. So I feel like I'm more likely to hold a guy like um, like Fafita, and Munster's also the same. Munster misses 13 and and 19 with his yep. team buys, but he also misses those anyway because of Origin. So it's only it's only three. Obviously, I'm not factoring in restings there, but I think Fafita's likely to play. Maybe it's less minutes. Maybe it's not 80, but I still think he's likely to play with Origin. So I think he'll be a hold over Origin. Yeah, I'm in the same spot. Even if he was to play 60 minutes or something, we should, I don't even really see the benefit of it, to be honest. He's still going to be able to base 50, 60 and mm. give us enough. Obviously, we've seen the attacking output him, from him over the last few weeks. He's been so good. Oh, yeah. He's been, he's been one, of the, one of the things I really got right this year was starting with him. I was, I was so lucky to time it when I did with him because mm. his base was so, so solid. Yeah, and the you got back-to-back tons. And I've... Jumped on at the perfect time when the tries and tries have come in, so I got so lucky there. Yeah. Moving on to the Manly Sharks game, same seventeen for Manly. Here, one that I really want to talk about for anyone out there that does not have Ruben Garrick at five hundred and forty k. We've obviously stated he's just about a must for thirteen guy, like the Garricks and mine, who's the guys we want in that period. If you didn't own Garrick, such a good time to get on, and I'd prioritise him over Alex Johnson. Yeah, five forty k. It's very cheap. Um, I'm not as keen on him as a buy because I just think Manly are struggling a bit. But he scored. He scored so well last week. Not doing a whole lot. Just getting in a, a blowout loss. Breaks. In a blowout loss, he they didn't even score tries, so it wasn't the goal kicking that got him there. So um, I don't really see the risk at this price. No, he's definitely a really good buy. But I just don't... I think his upsides are slightly capped, maybe, in Manly. Yeah. Their attack still looks all right. I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as it appears, but I still would be I still be trying to get him in. Would you take him or AJ this week? I'd take Garrick. I think I'd take Garrick, just because... 50k price difference isn't really much. Yeah. Um, Garrick's a lower BE. Um AJ's a better matchup, but has had some low ones this year. Garrick's got a better four. I'd probably go Garrick over AJ this week. Yeah, I'm on the same boat there. Finally, for the Sharks, Dale Finucane starts this week with McKinnis coming to the bench. One I like here, I've spoken about him for quite a while now. 
Talakai is starting to get back to that gun status with the attacking stats really rolling in. We said that he's got the best base and power out of these Sharks outside backs, and we're starting to see the attacking output that got him to nearly 800k last season, obviously in that small little um, period. Talakai, I love him. As I said, we don't have centre wing spots to get him with, but as we've said before, massive pod. Yeah, well, I thought Molotawa was the pick of the bunch, and then I did say Talakai was just below, below him. So I think if you're going to get a Sharkies guy in, yeah, Talakai. At the moment, he's the one putting his hand up saying, give me the ball, buy me. So, yeah, I, I think I'd have him even over Molotawa at this point. Yeah, I wish I could have a way to hop on, <laughs> but I just didn't. Yeah, no, that's all right. We'll get him eventually, probably. In the, in yeah, he weeks. probably will be one we're looking at in a yeah. month's time. That'll do us for our TLT wrap-up. We will move on to our strategy talk, and this one is all buy planning and the targets that we have down for these buys. So first of all, we're only a couple of weeks away from round 13 now. Where are you sitting with the guys that you already have for numbers? Okay, so I've got Jerry Marshall King, Tarpany, Ben Merkmasilla, obviously barely a number, that guy, Um, Lemuelu, Ford, Schuster, Potentially Schuster. I think he's going to be playing this week, so hopefully he can stick in the side. Moses, Katoa, AJ, CNK, Maju, Garrick, Croker, Guffo. So a total of 14. So you can, tell big numbers there. you can tell I've been in there early trying to get those guys in. Um, and potentially I'm going to look to bring in Cody for Katoa and Valence Tafare as well. So I, I might have 15 come round 13 yep um, I haven't gone as hard myself obviously Marshall King owner like yourself as well as Tarpany um, Hamay Sele is a guy that I'm going to like there for a solid few points I've got Hopgood um, as a guy you sold earlier and Dill Brown and then it's pretty much the same from all there um, I've got 12 at the moment my plans will be Torhu and Tafari in for that round right now I'm very strong Looking at that, I think Tohu from Kepi and Tafare from probably AKP is two moves I just want to lock in. Yep. So that'll probably leave me with 13 or 14 this round, depending on how it goes. And it puts us in a situation where we're not going to have to burn trades over the next couple of weeks trying to rush to get numbers, mm-hmm. which I don't think people will be rushing as such, but it's just going to leave us with a bit more flexibility. Who are the targets that you have down? Okay, so I've sort of grouped 13 and 14 together. So I've got a, these are the guys who play 13 and 14. And these aren't just people from my team. I think these are going to be great options to buy for most teams. So I've got AJ Cody from Souths. Fair enough. I'm um, also thinking Keon Kalal Matangi if he's fit. Yep. Will be a good buy. Um, May not be playing Origin, especially yep. coming off the arm um, injury. And another one to be grouped in there is probably Campbell Graham if he doesn't make the side because... Fox is back to yeah. the dogs. If Fox, if Fox, you know, comes out and scores all the tries, he might he might be in there over. Um, he might be in there on the wing, and then it's Turbo versus Graham. I think so, he scored thirty as well this week, Graham. Yeah. So it could be could drop cash drop a little bit of cash. Um, he's going to be definitely on my radar. So there's those four South guys: AJ, Cody, Kevin Kalamatungi, and Campbell Graham. I don't think I'd be looking at many other. Maybe an Isaiah Tass, but the upside's sort of limited in the centers. I, I don't think. I think those are the main four. For Canberra, Hudson Young, Corey Horsburgh. Joe Tarpany. Joe Tarpany, if you don't have him. Yep. 
And I don't think there's really anyone else I'm missing there, is there, maybe? No. You'd... You wouldn't go white. And... Oh, Tim McCall. Tim McCall. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. He's scored really well. This is the week for him. I wouldn't... He's going to be too expensive, if not this week. Um, and obviously, some people have Croker. They'll be carrying Croker, so... And then I've got, from St. George, Bird and Jack DeBellin. Yep, definitely. Um, going to be good buys. Both pretty high fours. Yep. You know what you're going to get from them in those two weeks. Especially if Bird keeps goal kicking. That's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, they don't score a lot of points, but goal kicking's nice. Um, from the Warriors, also going to be playing 13 and 14. And also, the Warriors only have one buy throughout the whole period. Yep. Gone Tohu, Wade Egan. I think Wade Egan could be an option for people trying to sell Harry Grant or upgrade Sonny Luke or maybe you got the cheese. I want to move him on. So um, I think he's going to be good. And then all your para boys, Wayne, Maddo, Hopgood, Brown, Moses, Guffo. Always don't load up in too many, though. That's, yeah. that's my sort of word of caution. These guys aren't – para aren't going to play round 14. Yeah, we spoke about it last yep. week. You probably don't want more than three of them. Yeah, so I've got Moses and – uh, Guffo, I won't buy anyone else. You've got Hopgood and Brown. Yep. Maybe Wayne might yeah, come Lane's into one of our sides. Yeah, Wayne's definitely the only one that's probably in consideration. Yep. But when it comes down to it, I might just go like a Hudson Young over him and make a few week play there yep. and then move on to someone else for the back end of the buy period. Yeah, I'd be a bit cautious with Hudson, Young, Corey Horsburgh and Ryan Madison. I think they're... Yeah, very origin dependent, seeing how that works out. DeBellin might be knocking on the door. Possibly. It's, it's 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 an out there one, but he might. He's been playing really good footy, so it's unlikely. But I'd just like to wait till thirteen for a lot of these guys because yep. we don't know who's going to get picked. Obviously, New South Wales lost the series, so anyone could happen. Yep. Anything happen? Um, Manly, uh, Hamole, Garrick, um, or Hamole also could make Origin. Yep. Yep. Probably unlikely that he's going to be available. Yeah, that's I assume he'd yep. be there. Yep. Saab and Garrick on the wings. Saab and Garrick on the wings. Obviously, if Manly start to put it together, they're going to have upside there. Saab's cheap. <coughs> Tolu Kula. Um, I've been looking at him. His base has been really good. Yep. He hasn't gone under 40 all year. Um, if some attack can start come, coming for him, he'll, he might be nice. Um, no one else, really. Mm. Everyone's got Schuster and Garrick, so I think um, you wouldn't want any more. Because you're going to be short in 14. When's the Dolphins buy in between 13 and 20? 16. Later. 16. They, they, they are, are, there, are there any guys you'd be looking at there as guns? Your Marshall Kings, Lombalu? Um, yep, definitely. Uh, JMK, for sure. Uh, Lemonelu is so good, but too expensive now, I think. Yep. And he's sort of chasing points with that. He's already scored a lot of his tries, I think. Asako, any world? Yeah, potentially. Um, Sarko and Hammer, you could probably group together. Because Hammer's going to be kind of cheap around then. So, uh, if he doesn't play Origin, obviously. Yep. So, yeah, there's definitely a few Dolphins guys in there. Um, probably not loving their outside backs in terms of upside. Yeah, so obviously they're from between 13 to 20 with the one buy. It's very enticing. Yep. There just doesn't look like any home run options. No, I which agree. I think is why we're very happy having Marshall King yep. going well. Well, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of dolphins actually. Oh, and um, Balance Tafari as well. Yeah, yeah. So I've got yeah, I've got Lemelu, Katoa, and uh, we'll have Tafari after the and we'll have Tafari. So assuming he keeps the spot of yep. Renko, yeah, which and you think it would. You could hold Icat or Isaiah Katoa 
for the whole period, realistically. Yep. Because he's shown that he can score a bit better. So, yeah. Well, man, moving on to round 16. Looks I, like the toughest, in my opinion. Yes. I've been, heard a few people say it's, it looks easy. I don't think so. I think it's um, it's one of the tougher ones. So I've got 11 at the moment. Preston, Schuster, Garrick, Maju, Sonny Luke, Pele, Big Nas, Moses, Manu, Guffo. So obviously Pele and Luke aren't great, so I guess I really only have nine for that. Yep. So that's between 13 and 16 is where I'm going to be using a lot of my trades to get in guys who play 16 and 19, and that's your... Sharks, Bulldogs, and Tigers. Those three are all... And uh, obviously Parramatta, but they, they have a buy in between. So those, those three are all going to be good options um, from those two, from those three teams. Um, Tigers, not great upside there, maybe. Yeah. Isaiah Papali'i, maybe. Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, not great. Yeah, it does, it's not very enticing. You'd rather just put Nikora. So um, on Cronulla... They're the big ones here. Yes, I'll first go through who you've got. So I have similar guys like Preston, Hosking. I've obviously got the Paraboys, as you said, Hopgood and Dillbags. Joey Manu, Greg Marju. Um, Molotalo right. is, yeah. is the big pod. Though. Big one that I've already got there, and I've sort of looked forward for that. So I've got 12 in total right now, but that includes Franklin Pele, Sonny Luke, Alan Motti. I think I will be playing in 16. I don't see myself moving on from him at this yep. price. And also Josh Schuster, so... It's not great there, so really I've only got eight guys that I'm happy with to count as real numbers there. Yeah. It's looking like the toughest to me. But as we said, Cronulla, the draw here looks very good for them. Load up on them. Play 16, 17. I've already got Mulatalo. Hines won't be there in 16. I don't mind Will Kennedy. Yeah. Um, I yeah. really like the look of him. Definitely, definitely Will Kennedy. The draw looks really good. Um, I'll probably be doing... Guffo to maybe Will Kennedy in round fourteen, depending on how it all sort of sort of pans out. Yep. Um, Draw is really good for, for the for the Sharkies. Uh, I very really like all of them. Um, Britton Nicara, even T. Wilton scoring well. Yeah, ton on the weekend. Um, I wouldn't go for Blake Braley. Uh, even <laughs> Moylan sounds crazy, but like he, he he has potential to score well every now and then. Um, yeah, that, they're gonna they're gonna be really good really good team to target as well as. Our Bulldogs, I reckon. Um, Jacob yep. Kiraz. Kiraz is one that we spoke about earlier. Very keen. Yeah, Very definitely. keen on him here. Um, for Cronulla, as we said, I just reckon this is the hardest two weeks that we'll probably face in this period. And I just think those boys playing 16, 17 is huge. Yep. The other one's Melbourne. Yeah. Playing there. Yeah, um, yep, definitely. Won't play 19, though, Melbourne. That's the only worry. I, this is we spoke about before though the Hughes play mm-hmm. comes into consideration yep. around fourteen. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen, oh, who knows? I don't think he'll be back, but I've got his name as maybe. You never know because um, obviously you got Big Nas. Yep, Big Nas. Nick um, Meany owners. Nick Meany. Oh yes, that's one I really should have read. He he looks really good, really good option. Um, low score on the weekend, yeah. Yeah, thirty odd. Yep. Leak some cash for me. Oh my! He will be a very nice player. He he seems to just ton up really easily. Yeah, he's going to be um one I'm definitely going to be looking at. Nick Meany. Yep. Uh, I'm very upset. I sold him over Val Holmes. I had to make a decision. I made the wrong one there. Yeah. Yeah. You probably did. That's all right. <laughs> and looking forward a long way to 19. I don't think 19 is going to be as tough as around here. So it's very speculative. You don't really know what guys he's still going to have by this point. I think I'll definitely have the Mulatalos, Alex Johnson. Yeah. 
I think you hold I mean, most of your para boys all the way through too. I think that's why I only want two of them because they've got awkward buys, but they do play all your majors. So I'm happy to have those two, and I can cover them both in in the um in the in the the sort of where there's three teams on buy. I can cover them in that easily. Yep. So as we said, going through with the Cronulla boys here, they're very important yep. coming off that last game, last little period around Origin two. They're the big ones. Then it's sort of the teams that. We're playing in 13, Sea Souths, Dragons, Raiders that didn't yeah. play in the 16, 17. Yeah, your guns range. from those teams in 13, I think you hold all the way through to 19. I think that's the only thing that has to happen, really. Yeah. So 19, I don't think is going to be as bad one. Um, we're going to be preparing. That's the interesting fact. We'll be preparing to bring the guns back in after For the this. run home, yeah. I think save a boost for that is fair. Also, keep in mind you can make three trades in your major buy rounds. And just something I want to say, Sharkies... Bulldogs at home, round 16. Kennedy could be a captain option. Buddy Ronaldo could be a captain option in yep, that. Yep. You want a lot of them in that game. Then it's the Dragons in 18. Tigers in 19 in the major buy. That's massive. Yeah. <laughs> that could be massive. And then it's Warriors, Manly. Like they could they could do anything. Um, this is why I've gone early on Mortalo. Yeah, at low ownership. Good move. Um, a lot of people aren't going to be willing to pay more than seven hundred k for him, and I don't see him dropping too far under it before we get to this point. So, Sharky's boys are very much yep. needed. Yeah, at this time, big time. And um, don't load up. You know, we, we we've been preaching about Dolphins and Warriors only having one buy throughout the whole seven week period. Um, you may leave yourself skinny in sixteen. So just just be just be careful. Don't load up too much, and you, because if you, if you're gonna, ha- the, the, their value is by holding them throughout the whole period. It's yep. it's really found in there. So if you have them for thirteen, then you see you're skinny for sixteen. You might end up selling one, and then you're skinny again for nineteen. Yep. So just um, don't load up on like like four or five from each team, and then you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna struggle for sixteen. Yeah. Just yep. be careful. Agreed there. So that'll pretty much do us there for. The buy planning for the three major rounds. Obviously, we're going to be looking more into 13 over the next couple of weeks as we get closer and sort of get more information around what's going to be happening origin-wise, hopefully. Yeah. But that'll do us for now. Moving on to the pod section, low ownership players. We have three round 13 guys that we spoke about briefly in that thing there, all sub 3% ownership. You want to take us through them? Yeah, so first of all, Jack DeBellin, um, obviously got a crazy try assist on the weekend. It's the same thing with, obviously, both Sol Cleary. We're not going to get into all the politics of it, but how we had both, both try assists when the other guy does it all himself. Anyway. We'll never know. Yep, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be, he's playing like 70 plus minutes in the middle. It's pretty crazy. It could continue too. So obviously, I think the worry here was Sua returning to the edge whether that was going to bring him back to around 60 minutes a game. Yep. If he can stay up above 70, the floor is very, very yep. strong weekly. I worry if Hook gets sacked. Maybe the coach comes in doesn't like him as much. Maybe the minutes drop. It's it's, it's a very nice buy. Upside's not amazing. Jack Bird also didn't probably play the minutes you'd expect. No, in the lock. no, he was didn't. in the low 50s. Yep. So it's not all rosy for DeBellin, but it's an option. Definitely, definitely, I like it. Um, about five ninety k. Yeah. So, probably it pref- could be a zag play. Yeah. From Tohu. Yeah. If you Tohu don't like Hall's how he looks this week, yep. and unlike Tohu, he will play this play next week yep. when Tohu's on by. So, I do like uh, I do like JDB. 
Yep. And then um, from the Canberra Raiders, I've talked about him a few times. Um, flying so far under the radar as one of the elite centers in our game. Yep. He's been moving so well, and that's that's Matt Timoko. Um Improved out of sight this year. Uh, tackle busting. He's had games where he had sixty nine odd in basically base and power. So uh, ridiculous. He had seventy nine without a try against the Dolphins. Had a couple of line breaks in there, but that's so impressive. Um, yeah, I really like Tim McCall. If I could get him in, I would. Well, I go back to the love that we saw for Will Penasini a few weeks ago coming off a big score that I didn't really understand. Yeah. I don't understand why the same reaction hasn't come for Tim McCall no, here. No one talks about him. I think if he was playing for a New South Wales team, if he was from New South Wales or Queensland where he, you know, it was a chance for origin, there'd be more talk. But he just flies so far under the radar. Um, he's, a real, he's a real gun player, Tim McCall. Um, yeah. Canberra Raiders backs traditionally have a bit of upside capped, but they've scored back-to-back games of 30-plus points. Um, they've shown they can score points this year, which they haven't really been that sort of team in the past. I really like him. Yeah, great option. Yeah. And then same team, a guy who has shown that he can score lots of tries and, and whatnot in the past, and that's Hudson Young, uh, 2%. I know a few people who bought him in last week would have been very happy with his around 80 score. Yeah. Um, Again, don't like, always like buying Raiders players, but you know he seems very. He seems the one most solidified in that pack that Ricky won't play around with. Only thing with Hudson Young is my origin. He could he could easily sneak in there. Yeah. Um, but I think there's people just ahead of him, so I, I, I don't mind buying him now. But I want to wait till thirteen. I think the pros for Hudson Young, the floor seems to be at 55, 60, very solid, very much back rower. Obviously, we know he can score tries. I don't know if he can score 100 like some of the best can. Yeah. But he's close to it. He, ha- he has in the past, but he-, he obviously needs two tries to do that. It's just he needs to be the aggressive Hudson Young that we sort of saw for most of last year. His base has been really solid. But it's which is sort of the opposite of last year. Where last year he was scoring doubles, like multiple weeks. Yep. But his base wasn't as high. But now he's getting sixty without doing anything. And wait till you see Jags. Jags a double, and all of a sudden it's a one forty. Be very nice. Yeah. Um. I've been very high on him for a while. As I said, he treated me very well last year as an owner, towards the back end of the year. So yep. I'm very keen on him. Could be my plans come thirteen if he's not in the Origin setup. Yeah. Hundred percent. Finally, moving on to our trades and skippers. What are your plans for this week there? No trades. No trades for the first time this year. Finally going to be able to save a couple. Um, I Obviously, I tried to play around. I even thought about boosting and, um, just before TLT. But I've got 17 green dots. It does include Jared Croker. It does include Sonny Luke because I'm not going to JMK. But um, look, it's a bit of a holding week. I just want to hold rank and then hopefully make up some ground in the buys. Uh, I am a bit worried about uh, having those sort of low-scoring guys like Croker and Luke in there, but look, it'll be fine. Are you playing Campiero? I am playing Campiero with confidence, so I'll... Yeah, I, I know, really like it for him this week. I love Campiero. Um, but this week I've got Marshall King, Connolly O'Neill, Ford, Moses, and Isaiah Katoa all out, all playable guys. Yep. So the depth has been tested, but it's still I'm still feeling a pretty solid side. And I'm pretty keen on, you know, hopefully making up some ground this week with the South boys. Yep. For me, I also will be holding trades and there's really no thought even to move. 
I have very strong reserves this week. I will not be able to play Campiera. I really want to. So anyone out there that is in a 50-50, start the bloke. Whenever I don't play him, he scores a double. Yeah. Pretty much every single time. Um, so I really want to play Campiera, but I can't fit him in. Um, the only two out for me this week are Ford and Marshall King, so I'm going to have to play Sonny Luke, which hurts. But my reserves are very, very strong, so I'm very happy. Um, skippers, I am going Vice on Munster. He's, he's the only guy I can really loop with Sonny Luke there and Jeremy Marshall King on the bye, and I'm locking in Nico Hines again. I'm hoping that a few are turned off after his score last week, but I'm locking it in. Yeah, so I'm definitely going uh, Vice-Captain Munster as well, and... Um... I don't want to have two scores of 20 in my final 17 if I loop Luttrell, whereas yep. if I, it's essentially a free loop with uh, Sonny Luke there. So Munster makes the most sense for me, and uh, Captain's tough because Luttrell obviously looks like an amazing option, but Nico can do anything. He only went over under 80 once all year, so... Don't mind him against Manly last game of the round. Yeah, I don't mind it either. But if it was at points bet, I would definitely captain Nico. But at Brookie, maybe Manly can aim up a bit. So, who knows? Um, Could go either way there for you. Yeah, I'm thinking Luttrell, though. I think I'm just going to go Luttrell. If the percentage is low, it's tempting. Yeah, I I don't think... They won't be that... Luttrell's four seems solid enough that there won't be a big difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah, Unless one goes nuclear, but... If that happens, that happens. I don't think 180 against Manly is going to be too possible. Imagine, You'd think not. Imagine next week we come back and I'm, I'm back down at 10k after <laughs> watch me trade out Nico or something. Anyway, it's all good. Um, I'm thinking Luttrell at the moment. Yep, fair enough. There, that would do us for the round 11 podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next Wednesday. Alrighty, catches.